The Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast is a service of Flashes O Fun Photography, affordable family photography, pet photography, and senior pictures. Book online and save $50 at flashesofun.com, flashesofun.com. And remember, Willis Spangler Starling, a full-service law firm in Hilliard, stands ready to help you with workers' compensation, social security disability, wills and estate planning, personal injury, employment law, and all your legal questions. Willis Spangler Starling, online at willisattorneys.com. on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. You know, hopefully this will, again, like uh, this will lead to positive change. And, it, and I, I hope it leads to positive t- change. And you need strong leadership. You need strong leadership from President Trump. You need strong leadership from the governors on down. Yeah, we do. Simple. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. June 4th. Man, June's here already. I can't yeah. believe how fast the summer's going. Uh, Mr. Spielman out in the hinterlands. Today we give away $250, four times, $1,000 total, COVID-19 relief. Stand by for that. Get your nominations in, Spielman Hooley Podcast. Today's your lucky day. Today's my lucky day? Good. I didn't buy a lottery ticket, so in what way will my day be lucky today? Because I am going to give you credit Uh-oh. for teaching me a little history a little uh, civics lesson in the First Amendment, since the First Amendment was vital to your previous profession. Yeah. And uh, talking to you over the years. Thank you for saying my previous profession, because I don't want to be a part of that profession anymore. Well, after talking to you over through the years, uh, I learned a lot. I actually investigated myself and came to some conclusions. So with that, I'll tell you when the lessons uh, that I learned come into play during this podcast. So if you want to get rolling, go ahead. Let's start with a review from Herman, who emailed me and said he was having trouble reviewing the podcast. So I sent him a tutorial from our friends at Please Review My Podcast, which mm-hmm. I'll do for anyone. And we appreciate every review, even the critical ones, which we've read every critical one on the air. We don't get many, but uh, if you listen to the podcast, you probably know where Chris and I come from. Herman says, as an Ohio State graduate, I had the pleasure of watching Chris play football. Now I have the pleasure of listening to him three times a week on his podcast. Although I am not a Christian, I find myself agreeing with you in many facets of your religion. May God bless you both and your families. Thank you. Thank you, Herman. Appreciate it very, very much. Uh, So we have uh, other uh, emails to read on the show today, but let's, uh, you want to start with the events, the Drew Brees thing? Yeah, go ahead. All right, Drew Brees uh, doing an interview with Yahoo Finance. Um, got himself into trouble. Uh, I heard uh, his answer that got himself into trouble, and I don't know that my my opinion is not any different than Drew Brees's. Drew Brees talked about what he sees when he sees the flag. Uh, I see the same thing. Okay. So I'd like to start with what Drew Brees said to Yahoo before the answer that got him into trouble. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's Drew Bees' first answer, which I don't believe has been reported anywhere. But here was the question to Drew Brees, and I think sometimes it's important to hear the question and the answer. Sure. So here's the question to All Drew Brees and the answer from Drew Brees in the interview that then we'll play the second question and the second answer. You are a leader. You took the knee uh, several years ago along with all of your teammates, uh, but you've also talked about that sometimes... <laughs> protests or demonstrations, for instance, in the middle of the national anthem might be divisive. So what is the action we should take now? Well, that's not an easy, that's not an easy question to answer. Um, but at the end of the day, I think my, my response uh, via social media today was basically to um, reinforce my belief that um, uh, God created us all equal. And I think that we all have a responsibility um, to to love each other and to respect each other. Um, and uh, I try to live my life by two basic Christian fundamentals, and that is love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that we accomplish greater things as a community, as a, as a society, and as a country when we do it together. And I think that we are all equipped with uh, great talents, abilities, and strengths 
and we can use that with each other and for each other, um, I think we can accomplish some amazing things. And, and obviously, these are, these are trying times during our country, um, certainly coming out of uh, this COVID crisis and then entering into another crisis or really these two uh, compounding with, with each other. I think we all recognize the changes that need to take place. And I do think it's about action versus just, you know, everybody's going to social media and kind of saying their piece. Um, obviously, there are riots and there are protests and um, people are certainly out there showing um, their frustration as well. But I think at the end of the day, we need to find ways to work together, to provide opportunities for one another, to continue to move our country forward to a bigger and better place. Great answer. Have you seen that reported? No. God created us all equal. We have a responsibility to love each other and respect each other. I try to live myself by the two Christian principles that he talked about. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. We accomplish great things when we work together. We all have unique gifts and abilities. What a racist. What got him in trouble? Okay. Here's the question and yeah, the answer. It's a great answer. He just Here's gave. the question and the answer that got him in trouble. Dan Roberts here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if we stick with this topic right now, you know, everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. So I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I will I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. I'm Nate Boyer. There you go. That's uh, Drew Brees. We're all in this together. We're all mm -hmm. part of the solution. What part got him got him in trouble? I'm just curious. The flag part that you know when you stand there with your hand over your heart. What he sees now. Here's what I, what I see when I stand and look at the flag is essentially what Drew Brees sees. Okay. I think of my father. I think of my father serving in Italy. Mm -hmm. I think of my father who was raised in a pacifist church, who was disowned by his parents because he enlisted in the military at age 18, who was excommunicated from his church, essentially shunned. I never had a relationship with the grandparents on my father's side, nor did I have a relationship with the aunts or uncles on my father's side. The weirdest, most uncomfortable day of my life, and I think of my brother's life, was when my grandmother, my mom's, my dad's mother, mm -hmm. My paternal grandmother died. I distinctly remember standing in the foyer of the church as a pallbearer, looking at cousins I never knew and uncles I never knew and being extremely uncomfortable because my dad paid the price to serve his country and lost all relationship with his family because of it. That's my lived experience. Exactly. That is Drew Brees' lived experience. And 
Yet it is not relevant, I guess, because we're white. I guess because... I I think that's a generalization. I don't know. Well, why is it not... Here's the thing. I keep hearing conflicting things. We need a conversation. And then when we try to say... I agree with that. What we see when we have a conversation, or I hear... No, you can't be part of the conversation because you weren't raised like me or you know you're you're not African American so your opinion is not relevant. I see so many contradictions in this. I just don't I don't know. And so you want me to have a conversation but then Drew Brees tells you what he sees and Drew Brees has to grovel and apologize. And the most disappointing thing to me is here's Malcolm Jenkins who's, you know, former Buckeye, mm-hmm. leader in the Black Lives Matter movement. Malcolm Jenkins knows Drew Brees, right? He knows Drew Brees. He knows what Drew Brees has done in the city of New Orleans for black families and underprivileged families and underprivileged white families, and what he did to heal after Katrina, what he did with Steve Gleason. Malcolm Jenkins' go-to when Drew Brees talks about what Drew Brees sees when he looks at the flag was to publicly rip Drew Brees. What did he rip him for? I'm just not... Well, let's uh, revisit Malcolm's comments here. Rather than say, before when he was approached, rather than Malcolm say, wait a minute, I know Drew. Let me talk to Drew and find out what Drew said and what Drew meant. Or, I know Drew. Drew's not a racist. Drew's not insensitive. Drew's a good man. Um, his comments make me feel this way, but I know Drew. That's what Joe Horn did, right? former wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints. And let me add, Michael Thomas, same thing. He jumped to, you know pile on Drew Brees. Here's Malcolm's reaction. Our communities are under siege and we need help. And what you're telling us is don't ask for help that way. Did Drew Brees say that? Anyway, continuing with Malcolm, ask for it a different way. I can't listen to it when you ask that way. We're done asking, Drew, and people who share your sentiments, who express those and push them throughout the world, the airwaves, are the problem. So Drew Brees, loving his country, respecting his grandparents, Drew Brees and Bruce Hooley are the problem. I'd, li- I'd like to have a conversation with someone who could explain to me why I'm the problem, but in the course of that conversation, I'm going to say something that offends you, and then you're going to tune me out, or you're going to pile on, you're going to cost me. I will make you a prediction. Drew Brees will not be a first ballot NFL Hall of Famer. Because of this, Pro Possibly. Football Hall of Famer. He will not be a – he might wait a good long time because of this. So here's uh, where you've taught me a lesson. So Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. Mm-hmm. I think you agree wholeheartedly, and I hope support, that he has every right as an American citizen to express his freedom of speech. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And with that right comes consequences. You would agree with that. He lost his career. Of course. Yes. And I believe he's been blackballed from yeah. the NFL because of it. And I think that uh, now what we have to be able to do is if we all agree that everybody has a First Amendment right, Malcolm Jenkins does not have to support Drew Brees. Nope. He might not believe in what Drew Brees said. He might not believe it. That's his right in his First Amendment right to do that. So when we make statements and we're public figures and you make public statements, there are going to be people that agree with you and people that disagree with you. I, of course, uh, I believe in standing for the flag. I believe in standing for a national anthem. I believe every warrior in our country's history that have fought for those freedoms and that very right to take a knee or to stand for the flag, whatever your choice may be, I am extremely grateful. That's why I stand. I also acknowledge, and you will acknowledge it being a history buff, that in World War II, our black soldiers were treated awfully. Absolutely. And so I think that's where certain people come from, Bruce. Do you understand? Do you, I mean, can you understand? I do. So when someone like Drew Brees says, we have to all join together, we have to all be part of the solution, 
And he's roundly criticized. He's criticized because Yahoo didn't put up the whole. No, they did. I, I took the, the whole. First I took answer. the whole answer off Yahoo. People write what they're going to write. It goes back to and, exactly what I said the other day that I'm ashamed of the profession that I entered, hear, and that they're trafficking in dis in disagreement and despair. And people hear what they're going to hear. We can't control that. We people hear this podcast are going to hear what we're going to hear. That people will say that we spouse a faux religion. People hear what they're going to hear. I just and, and I, my, my my thing is this. Look, I be I I try to be consistent. When Kaepernick took a knee, I said from day one. If you remember, I first do. of all, I said I would sign him. Because I think yeah, he would be he did. a great, my yeah. number one best backup in the league. Yep. Possible starter late if I had to. And I would sign him immediately. Even though uh, he went to my, I did a game in Miami where he wore the Castro shirt, which is highly offensive. He has, a, he has a right to do that. He has a right to do it. And with that right, there comes consequences. So Drew can stand up for the flag, state it publicly. And in today's day and age, the reality is there are going to be consequences for that. Yeah, I just... By some people I never are thought, going to be offended. I never thought being pro-America would be considered anti-black I, 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 anti America. That's where I, uh, I might disagree because the other side would say it was never about the flag. It was about bringing... See, that was the question. Did you notice how the question was a setup question? Obviously, that was always about police brutality. Right. Okay, so here again is one of these conflicts of logic. Drew Brees did not say, did not mention the word Colin Kaepernick. He did not. Right. Okay? So Drew Brees said, here's what I see when I look at the flag. Right. He said nothing about an NFL player kneeling. Now, I will grant you the question was about Kaepernick kneeling, but Drew Brees wouldn't be the first guy to answer a question the way he wanted to rather than the way it was asked. Right. Obviously, that was always about police, police brutality. Well, obviously, it, to Drew Brees, that was not obvious. So, yeah. so Drew Brees saw it one way. Okay. But we can't listen to how Drew Brees saw it. But... You see Drew Brees' comments one way, and we uh, people who criticize Drew Brees, and we must listen. What you see Drew Brees' comments are is what they are right. in your mind. But what Drew Brees sees Colin Kaepernick's protest about, Drew Brees doesn't have that right. Do you see the dichotomy I, no, he there? has that right. No, but Bruce. I mean, do people see the dichotomy yeah. that their opinion of what, the critics of Drew Brees' opinion of what Drew Brees did is all that matters, Drew Brees wow. said, is all that matters. Right. Okay, your opinion, that matters. But Drew Brees' opinion of the American flag is irrelevant. Right. So do you see my yeah. conundrum here on you want to have a conversation, but you don't? Part of a conversation is listening. Part of a conversation is, you know, mm -hmm. consideration. Grace for when things are stated we, right. uh, uh, awkwardly. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the soccer nut jobs who years ago used to bitch and complain about, you don't pay enough attention to soccer. And then you'd call it a field instead of a pitch. And you'd get ripped for it. Or you'd say the score was 2 nothing instead of 2 nil Because you didn't speak their little secret language that indicated you were an insider you were automatically shamed. And I was like, okay, by the way, my wife coaches soccer. My my daughter's a really good soccer player. So I've, you know, I've learned the language now yes. so I can sort of hang. But it was like, can you cut me some slack? I'm trying to come and join right. you here. Right. I, I I mean, it's it's very frustrating. I get it. I, I really do. I just think that it goes to starting talking to each other instead of talking over each other. And right now, because uh, Drew said it, somebody hears it, whatever they want to hear. If there's anything we've learned in this business and in the television business, people hear what they want to hear. 
what's that thing you told me? Uh, uh, you stay in your silo of information. Stay in your confirmation silo. Confirmation that silo. That's not mine. That's somebody who okay. told me that. You, you stay in a confirmation silo. So if you open up your, your head and you open up your brain and you start listening, like, you know, I and I'm not uh, criticizing Drew Brees or I'm not criticizing Colin Kaepernick, but when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, he was brutalized, lost his career for expressing his First Amendment rights. And I think some people are still bitter yeah, about that. And Drew Brees does, is proclaiming the opposite. So what they're seeing is that somebody that lost his career because he took a stand on something he believed in. So the people that support Colin Kaepernick look at Drew Brees as going against Colin Kaepernick. It. I know that it's not what you want to hear, but that's, I think, if I play it out, that's what happens. So in order for us to have a real conversation, we try to have a real conversation on here, is that everybody has to appreciate what that First Amendment's about. I mean, I've really come to a a really good appreciation of what that First Amendment is always about. But what that First Amendment, as you know, with speech, there comes responsibility and so let's look at this from a biblical standpoint Mm -hmm. okay because that's where you and i always like to go to and let's look at the 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 leader here jesus so when jesus goes to the well and there's a samaritan woman Mm -hmm. what do the disciples think of that samaritan woman subhuman the disciples did or bystanders did? Uh, uh, I think Jewish people did. Yeah, and Jewish I, people and definitely I, and, did. And Samaritans and I, and, were the enemies. Yeah, of the and Jews. I think there's a couple of disciples in there okay. that what are you doing socializing with her? And so we know what Jesus did. Gave her water and told her, you know. Go and say no. Go, go, yeah, go, don't be married to 10 guys or whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, my, my point is, I think, you know, there's a lesson right there. We treat people as people. It's interesting. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. Yeah, but one was there in the beginning, I thought. At any rate. All right. We get the point, yeah. the big point. So I, I got a feeling some of the disciples weren't fans of the Samaritans. Absolutely true. Okay. So from my perspective, I, I look at it like this. So I was talking to Rick yesterday. He was in many. Go ahead. The disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman, but no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking to her? So yeah. they, he could tell. Yeah. He didn't have to tell. He okay. Knew. So, I mean, that's a perfect yeah. example, right? That would be a form of racism there, correct? Yes. Okay. So I was talking to Rick yesterday. I said, Let's, you know, some players went to the, the uh, funeral and the memorial service. Rick is uh, your brother, yeah. Rick, GM of the Minnesota Vikings. George Floyd. I said, how are the boys doing? And I said, well, they're, he goes, they're doing okay. I said, when we had a family conversation about it. Rick's sons are African-American. We have new listeners yeah. to the podcast all the time. Okay. Rick's, Rick's sons are adopted African-American um, uh, and daughters. Too. Yeah. And I go, what, what's their concern from their perspective? He goes, well, I'll give you my wife and I's concern, and I'll give you their concern. Their concern is they don't think all cops are bad. They get frustrated that the good cops don't uh, hold the bad cops accountable mm-hmm. enough in their eyes. That's what they see. Yeah. As parents, when the whole George Floyd thing was going down, they were very upset. His wife was crying. Why do you think she was crying? I mean, it's horrendous to watch. Okay, but why else? Think, take it to a personal level. She has African-American sons. It could be my son. It could be their son. So we can understand that, right? Absolutely. So you can understand what their perspective is. And we all agree on that. And I said, um, you know, and Rick's, you know, they're coming together as a team. They're going to discuss this as a team. And... And, and they move forward. But the whole point of this conversation is that we're at a highly volatile moment, right? And so people are speaking with emotion. 
right now. Because the flag says something to you. It says something to me. It says something maybe totally different to somebody else. Just, it's just may say something different based on their life experiences. We're not going to agree on everything. We never will. So what we have to find, and, and I think you're doing a really good job of this, by the way. I think you're, you're looking for some understanding. I've had a different experience than you. My grandfather was in World War II. His ship got torpedoed by uh, Japan, the Japanese. I understand what he did. I also understand what the Tuskegee Airmen went in and how uh, uh, awful that was. So, you know, the experiences are different. Mm -hmm. you, you would agree with that. Yeah. So there's somebody that might not have the same passion that you have. Sure. And so I, I just, I, I, the, the best thing that we all can do, and it has to work both ways, is that you need to take a good, hard, hard, honest look and evaluation and see what somebody else's experiences is. And maybe, and I'm not saying agree with it, but understand where they are coming from. And then conversely, they need to see where you are coming from and why you feel that way. So that way there can be an understanding. Okay, I get it. I get that. And where's the common ground? I get that. And so I think when there's common ground, that's when you unite and unite to make change for the better. That's my perspective. And so we have to educate ourselves. Everybody needs to educate themselves on each other's personal experiences so you can relate the best way that you can. Does that make any sense yeah, whatsoever? Absolutely. Uh, let me read an email while you get ready to pull our four winners, okay. COVID-19 relief. This comes from uh, Justin. Uh, I don't know if Justin wants me to use his last name or not. I'll just call him Justin. He says, uh, hi, Bruce. I love the podcast. I wanted to offer my perspective. He says he comes from a white mother and a black father. What happened to George Floyd is exactly what you said on Wednesday, being horrible, evil, every other word for it. The issue we as people is fighting for, uh, you and Chris mentioned the media, until the world realizes there is more to it uh, that the money, they're in it for the money, it will be an uphill battle. So he thinks that they're doing it for clicks. Oh, the media? Yeah. Oh, guaranteed. He says, clicks and views. Uh, not everything is racist, which this turned into. The cop was white, but one was Asian, one Latino, and one black, from what I have seen. It just so happens the white guy did this to the black guy. If it was race-related, I believe one of the three others would have jumped in. While I do believe racism does and is still alive, no one reports the other side either. I have encountered much more of being told I am not black enough much more often than being singled out for being black. So I guess I really don't understand the how and why. That every white person is racist and we are told to look in the mirror when... Um, I have seen black people segregate themselves just as much and it's okay between being light skinned, black and dark skinned. We are forgetting what is important and that is to love each other. That's yep. what God commands. See, Thanks for your time. It's such a great email because Jason brings a whole Justin. different, Justin brings a whole different perspective and what his experience is. Uh, found one thing out about one of the police officers who's 26 years old, first day on the job. First day wow. on the job. What's he going? I mean, I, I you you got to you know you got to do what's right in hindsight, but it's the first day on the job. Here's where I would uh, my only point of disagreement with Justin. I do not believe that it is certain that one of the officers would have jumped in, and this is the area of policing where I see the most potential for change internally in departments and. Thus will manifest itself in the kind of change people want to see in terms of how police deal with yeah. each other. Police have an inherent hatred for internal affairs, for cops who investigate other cops, mm -hmm. and in a, a, a hatred. 
Do you know that to be true? I do or know is that, that not to be just true. Be on yes. Movies? No, that's okay. no. I know that to be true because let's face it. I had the same disdain for ombudsman mm-hmm. at my newspaper. You know, I'm like, you haven't done the job. You don't know. And real cops, I mean, cops who are on the beat, look at internal investigation cops and say, you're not a real cop because you're not out here. You don't face what I face. You don't. You can't judge how I react because you haven't faced what I face. Right. And so somehow I think that is a great place where if they could bridge that gap, if the good cops could see internal affairs as something that will keep bad cops from doing what Derek uh, Chauvin did to George Floyd, and that by standing there, I I would love to have known the thought process of those three cops standing there. I would love to know if they were standing there going, Dude, I'm sure get there off, was man. Dude, get conflict. off his neck. Like, get off his I'm neck. I'm sure there's conflict. I yeah. Don't, I don't. But, but if I do that, it's against the code, yeah. and it's against... Uh, so I think that is where real change can happen. It can manifest itself in well, I, change Well, that going too, over. and I think it's important to keep getting the message out. And I, I heard it, and Rick was telling me yesterday that he was talking to a police officer in Minneapolis, so who's right there at ground zero, right? Mm-hmm. And he... the. The, the sh- he was a sheriff, and the sheriff said, look, he, and he felt awful, right? He said the thing that bothers him most, and it was the same thing that Ronnie and J.D. Rick were tell- telling Rick, is that the good cops can't stand, can't stand the bad cops because, first of all, it damages their reputation, and it makes their job even more dangerous and more difficult, so, I mean, this is, I mean, but you know what? The problem has been brought to the forefront. It's become an international, and it's a problem that we can learn, all, everybody, everybody can learn and grow from. And, it's, and, and eventually, we got to stop taking sides. Yeah, I think that was one of the things I heard yesterday was we have to stop trying to, when we talk about this, we have to stop trying to convince the other side that we're right. At the- you know, just listen. Just yeah. make your point. Here's how I here's how I see it. How do you see it? Help me understand how you see it. And hopefully we can identify with each other's situation. Yeah. That's, Ernie Johnson, I thought, of TNT said something very profound yesterday. He said, it's not my country right or wrong. It's my country right our wrongs. Right. Because, look, I, I believe it, the reason why I love my, my country is because I believe in the ideals of of my country. All men are created equal. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I acknowledge the failure to 100% live up to those ideals. I look at the the movement toward fulfilling those ideals better than we have in the past. Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? I hope we're getting better. I think we're getting better. Affirmative action, the great society, on and on and on and on. Uh, You know, uh, Fair housing. I think we're getting better. We are not to the point yet where we're perfect. So we may never get to where we're perfect because people are flawed. But I know how race was when I grew up. So do I. And it is indisputable that it is a great deal better now right. than it was before. And and I'm not asking for credit. For the progress. I'm just saying, I believe in the ideal. I don't know of another country in the world that endeavors to get it right on race, like the United States of America. Uh I don't know of another country in the world where minorities are are protected by law. And you can say, well, George Floyd wasn't protected. No, he wasn't. It was a failure of the system. Mm -hmm. But but he has... That cop's in jail, okay? There are countries where, if that happens in other countries, so what? Yeah. That's the view. So what? So that's my... I, I, just, I, I just think there's... It, it's a, the, the problem was highlighted, and that's been a problem for years. Macy was on a, a Zoom call, and one of her teammates, female, has been followed by police mm-hmm. before for no reason. So that's it's that's been a problem, and I I think, you know, the the, the argument is the 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 cop thing, and the minority community thing. That's a problem, big problem. And 
that needs to be addressed, and that's where I wish that President Trump would take the lead, and I I wish that our leaders in Washington stop trying to destroy each other and start having a conversation for the betterment of the country. I wish that. I pray that. I pray that every night. I was praying that because I couldn't fall asleep last night, that I do pray for our leaders. I do. So I, I think the, 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 this was an opportunity for the whole world to see something that wasn't an isolated incident, Bruce. You know that. Yes, I know that. Absolutely. And so it's an opportunity to get fixed. Now, people are very emotional, so it goes into other things. You know, there's, there's things that we all can improve on. And here's what we have to come to the realization. And if, uh, if I were President Trump, I would say this on TV. Look, we live in a world where there's always going to be poverty. Our job is to try to eliminate as much poverty as we can while we're living in this world. We live in this world where there's always going to be evil. Always. Always has been since the bite of the apple. Yeah. It always will be. Our job as a, as a people, as a community, is to eliminate as much evil as we possibly can while God gives us a breath to do so. That's what we can do. But you have to do it together. And you get together by understanding and listening and agreeing upon certain things. You're not going to agree on everything. That's not how we're built. Human beings aren't built that way. I don't, I, my why, wife is my best friend. I don't agree with her on everything, but we manage to coexist happily. And so that, I, that's what I would do, but, you know, I, I'm not in a position of leadership. And I do think um, that this, for me, is not necessarily the how it turned out. There can be good coming from an awful situation, betterment, improvement as a society. I really, truly believe that. That's why um, I just, you know, you can't sit and wallow in hate and not move. You have to move. You have to expand your mind. And, and listening is a big and, part. And listening, but also experiencing. There's, you know, experiencing. Like, I encourage my, um, you or anybody that hasn't had any, uh, I'm not saying you, but anybody that, you know, has one particular view, just look at the other side. One and, of the best things and, and we did as a family, it. one of the best things we did as a family a few years ago was on Thanksgiving, uh, Sunday at Thanksgiving, so we went to... Um, Michael Red's church over in Whitehall handed out food and met with people and prayed with people. And that was an eye opener for my kids. It was a great eye opener for them. And I think we need to do that more often. Uh, give me the winners of the four uh, COVID nineteen relief. All right. You want them? You want to read them? Well, I'll, Mr. I'll Spielman's to going them. to read. We'll, do, we'll go through this exercise every week. And read I my can't read your writing. Yeah. Nominate Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Hemisphere Coffee Roasters contributes to that when you order. And forfeit your 15% discount, telling them in the comment section, donate it to COVID-19 Relief. Got an email from Nathan, who won the uh, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters giveaway. He says, I won the Hemisphere Coffee Prize a few months back, and I wanted to say thanks to them. I honestly was not a coffee drinker before, but I am now. Wow. The coffee's fantastic. Jamaican Me Crazy is my favorite blend, and I appreciate what they stand for, so it's a win-win. Yeah, they buy from growers around the world. And the growers get more money. They do great things in their local community. So order HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's the official coffee of the podcast and how Mr. Spielman starts his day. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Kimberly Norman for Emily Norman, who's a student. Oh, sorry. Student at Akron? A student at the University of Akron. Part-time student at the okay. University of Akron. That's what this one you have no information on. I have no information on Angie Gordon. No, but Angie wins. Good uh, you'll find information on her, I'm assuming. I will find it. I'll go comb back in the old emails because I know this is early April or late yeah. March because it doesn't have a date on it. That's before I started putting dates on the nominations because then it's easier to find them. Sarah Davidson for Tina Tran, 5'7". Excellent. That one will be easy to look. Chris uh, Burns for Tom... You're just awful. Tom Lugetic. Tim, not Tom. 
Tim Lugetic. And that one will be a that's an early nominee too. So again, you, your names stay in the hopper until we pull your nominee, when you can nominate yourself. So uh, we encourage you to do that. We encourage you as a small business. More opening up, I see. Governor Dewine loosening the uh, strings. I did. So a friend of mine uh, yesterday <laughs> said that Cedar Point and Kings Island are suing to open up. Good. Uh, yeah. I was going to make a joke, but probably shouldn't. What? They're going to be a beast <laughs> no, no. in that lawsuit? They're going to hit the no, courtroom I was like gonna a say, cyclone? I was going to say, you know, they could open up now if you walk through the gate with a brick and threw it through a window. Yeah. You could do that. It's I, not I, against the protesters. That's against the idiots who destroy property. Very frustrating. They're allowed to congregate and very do whatever they want. Very frustrating. So, yeah. so It's beyond could frustrating. Open, Kings Island could open if you brought your own brick and threw it through a glass window, and then would be no problem. I, I want to go Provided back. you wear a mask, yeah. of course. Uh, here, <laughs> uh, Cover your yeah. identity. So, anyway, um, auiinfo.com. Our friends in Akron take care of small businesses with your HR needs, with your health insurance needs. Providing health insurance for employees is a great way to grow your small business and show your employees that you love them, but you don't want to spend a ton of time on hold, uh, surveying prices. Why don't you go to someone who's an expert at it, like Chrissy at auiinfo.com. They are in Akron, but they service the entire state of Ohio, individuals as well, and Julie, their HR expert, can answer all those questions for you about People who you call to come back to work and they say, no, I don't want to come back to work because I'm making more on unemployment because I'm getting $600 a week extra. I have a friend who's in the newspaper business who told me yesterday he has to take furlough uh, once a month and he enjoys taking furlough because when he files for unemployment and gets his $600, it's essentially the same as his regular check, only he doesn't have to work. So if you're a small business owner and you have people who you call to come back and they don't want to come back and then you're thinking, well, I got to separate from them and can, how do I do that legally? Julie at AUI Info in HR can help you through all that. AUIinfo.com, AUIinfo.com. Um, do you ever have anybody you know that was wrongfully accused and by the police and arrested? By wrongfully the, accused, yes. Didn't that infuriate by you? By the FBI, yes. It infuri it's infuriating, isn't it's it? It's a desperate situation, yes. So I, I think that's one way to try to connect I've had people close to me that were wrongfully accused mm -hmm. and it's can cause rage. So I understand the rage and anger. I don't understand acting out on a rage and anger by rioting and looting, but I understand acting out using your first amendment privilege and it's um, and right in this country. Yeah. I find it increasingly, uh, Shocking every day, the things that people say that um, get them in trouble. Drew Brees being uh, one example of that. Another example of that being uh, Dan Patrick. Not the sportscaster Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick is a Texas politician. And this is something I would say. I think it's something you would say. He was roundly criticized for this. Uh, on uh, To Shannon Bream of Fox News. We have racism in this country, Patrick said, but it's really an issue of love. It's loving God. If you cannot love your fellow man, if you don't love God, and we have a country where we've been working really hard to kick God out, we need a culture change to address this racism. You cannot change the culture of a country until you change the character of mankind. The crime against George Floyd, in my view, was a crime against all of black America and against humanity, and we're coming together. We've got a lot of healing to do, and we can't do it unless we turn to God, and we need to do that now more than ever. Who's... Uh who the atheist was roundly criticized by who? Simplified by atheists. People, no, the protesters and people on the people on the left, which got me to a point where I realize why this is so, why there's so much discord, why there's so much despair, why there's so much disagreement and criticism of things that are seemingly self-evident. I think it's love a of minority, God and country. Bruce. The minority is criticizing, but they a, get a lot. Might of, be I a minority. I, look, the culture that opposes. God and the ideals of America is not a movement. It is a religion. What do we see around the world when we see people flying airplanes into buildings? Misguided religion mm -hmm. motivates people to do things that are nonsensical, illogical, destructive, hurtful, harmful. I really believe the movement 
is a religion. It is some people's religion. Sure, you can say and that about global warming. Is, uh, you, you can, can say that about a lot of different like, movements. It is, it is biblical. I've been reading Proverbs as I read Proverbs every day, and I'm reading the chapter of Proverbs that corresponds to the day of the week. And uh, there was something in there the other day in Proverbs one about looting, mm-hmm. about people who take things that don't belong to them. And there's every day I read it, and I'm like, hmm. people think that God doesn't know all and isn't sovereign and doesn't have wisdom and uh, well, well that's uh, craziness remember, you remember it's the crazy. verse I, sh- I shared in uh Jeremiah Jeremiah 34 32 7 i believe to be accurate but let me double check that behold thirty-two twenty-seven. behold i am lord the god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me meaning no because i know everything yeah. and i got it so look like, what he said is perfectly fine. You and I, I agree with what he said. Why he's roundly criticized for that is because somebody doesn't like God. That's, or doesn't like him talking about. It's because they hate God. It's, well, it's, yeah, it's about his religion. So, you know, until we both, wherever you fall on the religion thing or the race thing, you have to listen. And be, um. What he said, there is nothing offensive to what he said. I don't, I didn't, I don't think he was being disrespectful to anybody. He's offering a solution. Carrie, my wife, walks around and, and all she says is, "People need Jesus. People need Jesus." Her mother, people need Jesus. Now that's our belief. That's her belief. I have the right to believe it. I don't apologize for that belief. But somebody might be offended by that, and I'm sorry that you're offended by it, but if I'm going to make that statement, then I am going to own that statement. I'm going to own everything that comes with that statement because ultimately I don't answer to you or to you or to you or to anybody. I answer to one. I will have to answer. Now, I'm accountable Mm -hmm. to people But I only answer to one God, and I'm going to answer and stand before him one day, and I'm going to have an answer. And I I will not be bullied into uh, um, not exposing my faith on what I believe. I will not be bullied on that. I will not impose it upon anybody, but I will not be bullied because I have to answer one day. And I'm not going to look away in shame when he asks me, who do you say I am? Amen. And who did you say I was? I will not because I keep an eternal perspective on who I answer to. Amen. And how I say, and so I will never deny God or God's existence or who Jesus said he was. But I also am going to listen to other people. And if somebody hates God and tells me they hate God, I am no longer going to get angry. And now I, I really, this has been going on, this transformation in me has been going on, this God transformation where, you know, when you when you first really grow in your faith or you, you have a spiritual revival within yourself, you want to defend it at all costs, right? Mm-hmm. You get I angry. Sure do. You get emotional. Yeah. I don't get emotional anymore. This is what I believe. And then if somebody gets emotional with me, well, I let them get emotional. This is what I believe. Uh, Proverbs 1, uh, if you doubt me on the whole uh, looting thing. Who would doubt Bruce Hooley? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Proverbs 1. We'll do a podcast on who will doubt Bruce yeah, Hooley. Yeah, sure can. <laughs> Let me go to the emails. Starting in verse 10. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for someone's blood. Let's waylay some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot with us and we will share a common purse. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths for their feet rush into sin. They are swift to shed blood. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They waylay only themselves. Such is the end of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the lives of those who get it. Well, I will close my um, portion of the podcast with this. 
I, I, I love this one. And this is one that is a good reminder for me because it covers so many different things. It's a good reminder for my children. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. And that price, of course, is? Jesus' life yeah. is the price. Right. <laughs> Perfect Lamb of God. There you go. And you, we all were bought for a price. Whether, you know. You can choose to accept it or not accept it. That's the beauty of free will. You can choose to believe what you want to believe. You can. Your experiences are different than my experiences. But and for people who would say, "Well, what kind of comfort is that supposed to offer me?" I'm, you know, I I've grown up in tough circumstances. I've been abused. I've been. Um, my life's tough. When you understand what you are worth mm-hmm. to God, what he paid for you. That's true. Then what other people have done to you and what other people say about you, you should have an awareness of, no, I am precious. That's... I am, I am priceless because the God of the universe Jesus wasn't Jesus didn't start to exist when he was a baby in Mary's womb. Jesus has always existed. He's in Genesis, yeah. by the way, if anybody's interested. So <laughs> he came to earth in human form to provide a way for your pain, your mistakes to be wiped away. Your yep. worth is what he paid for you at the cross. Yeah. And that I, is the power. And that I, is the power. I encourage people and to listen. I encourage people to know, know whose you are. And I encourage people that in your hearts, you know who you are. You know what you believe. And that's the cool thing. And we were bought for a price. And thank God for it. Amen. Be encouraged. We want to listen Email us if you say, we don't get it. Tell me why I don't get it, how I don't get it. I want to get it. I want to meet you halfway. I want to. I want you to learn from me, and I want to learn from you. And um, I got all kind of got, patience. We got to change it one <laughs> day, one way, one person at a time. So, Godspeed. Have a great weekend. Pray. Prayer is the battle. Pray. Pray that God will uh, reveal himself to um, those who need him and reveal himself to us to the degree we need him and pray for our leadership at every level. Whether you voted for him or not, pray for him because they need it. Thank you. See, this is Joe Biden. Biden claimed...